0: What's up, and welcome to another episode of the Grindline Podcast. You're listening to episode 180. I am here tonight with Ryan and Tyler, but also with Daniela Bruce from the Detroit Red Wings, fresh off of vacation. How are you doing tonight, Daniela?
1: Oh, wonderful. Such a good time for the Red Wings to hire a coach. Steve Eisenman gave <laughs> his pre <free> draft <laughs> press conference, all while Daniela's on vacation. You know, that's okay, though. It was great. It was a good weekend
0: yeah it it all all the news tends to happen right after we post episodes too, so like we'll post an episode, and literally the day after something happens, so we started a new uh YouTube segment called Five Minute Major, where I will go on and talk for five minutes about the news, literally the day after uh, something we record and release an episode just so that we can get the stuff in time. But how are you guys doing tonight, Ryan and Tyler? I'm good. That was a nice little touch. I was in Louisiana the past week. So,
2: of course, I'm randomly seeing all these updates fly through. Then I'm getting all these YouTube updates because you have posted this thing. And my cousin's like, hey, what? I like this new little segment you guys did. I'm like, oh,
0: we did? Yeah, you had no part of it. No, nope, nothing to do with it. I'm just sitting
2: here. I'm like, oh, that's pretty neat. Then I saw the views on it. I was like, oh, okay, good job, Greg. Proud of you. <laughs> Keep things going. That's that's what the off
3: season's all about. The only communication I got from you, Ryan, was was about the Big Ten news that we got earlier. Yeah, I saw in the all week, the so. coach
2: hiring, and then I saw the Big Ten stuff, and those <laughs> are about the only texts that I sent out over the last week because so I was in Louisiana, getting fed on crawfish, seafood, all everything, fantastic.
1: Yeah, I didn't have any seafood or anything, but I do feel like I need to go on like a three-week cleanse.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I hope
3: everyone yeah,
0: else there's that. a lot of beer involved in there, too. <laughs> yeah, so. right. That's what vacation is <laughs> for. But if yeah. you guys didn't hear, the big news of the week is the hire of, and now we're you all going to it together. Tyler. Yeah, I was going to say, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I get it right. That was like, oh. Tyler, are you good? Greg, tee it up. How, how are you? I'm
3: great. <laughs> I'm fantastic. <laughs> and you know, it's funny, you called it. You said that as soon as we did the episode, we waited a couple of days and we still didn't wait long enough because Steve Eiserman, you know, obviously had to ruin everybody's weekend. <laughs> no, definitely happy with with everything going on here. So um definitely happy that Danielle is here to join us. So
0: yeah, so the Red Wings, uh, hiring of now we're all gonna say together, Derek Lalone. It I is don't. not Lalonde. Uh, there is only one capital L. We had at one point thought that both L's were capital. They are not. And uh, just and the a little G bit. Is a lie. Yeah. And <laughs> the D, it's a soft, very soft D. Like you said, you fall into the D. You don't really hit it very hard. Um, <laughs> but if you saw my uh, five-minute video, there was a little more in-depth about what his previous coaching career is. He's 49 years old. He has coached or assisted in college hockey, the USHL, the ECHL, the AHL, and then most recently assisting with the Tampa Bay Lightning. I have some quotes from the Detroit Free Press. He led the walleye to a 50-15-5-2 record, claiming the Brabham Cup in his regular season uh, champions in the ECHL. He, during his tenure with the Iowa Wild, he was 69-58-17-8. and eight and posted team records for wins, home wins, road wins, fewest losses, and total points in a season. He says he is ready to get to work with the group and that there is a very bright future ahead in Detroit. Uh, I want to kind of start with, Danielle, what your first, even though you were on vacation, because, of course, when you go on vacation, this stuff happens too. uh, What kind of your first impressions of him based on his presser?
1: Yeah, well, as you mentioned, I was on vacation. I haven't had the chance to meet him yet. Hopefully, that will be next week, but... I didn't know much about him as a person, right? It's easy to kind of Google his background, see where he's coached, look at what his record was, which you've just stated. It's pretty impressive. I really liked what he had to say. I truly did. And I don't know if you've been able to watch the interview he did with Ken Cal one-on-one after the presser. He talked about how important the relationship was between the general manager and the coach to have success in an organization. And I don't think Jeff Blashel and Steve Eisenman had a bad relationship, but I just think there's going to be a really good one between the two of them. And yeah. it may have taken Steve Eiserman a little bit more time to make this higher, but we all knew that he was going to wait to talk to those assistants in Tampa Bay, right? The, the series had to be over for him to at least talk to them, to see if those were going to be the guys. And um, he said, looking back on it, Steve iserman that is just saying, he's really going to fit in. Lalonde is really see, going it's to fit happen. in. I was the first one to do it. Lalonde <laughs> was the first one. Uh, It was the best one, best fit for this job. And I liked how Lalone talked about the process. And I know fans hate the word process. I love it. it, You need it, right? You can't look too far ahead. What does this team need? Exactly. I giggled
2: as soon as you said process the first time. I was like, (laughs) oh, that's going to make some people. (laughs) I know. They hate (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: it. It's like a trigger word. They hate it. But you have to have it. You can't. You can't jump the gun with these kinds of things and it takes time. And Steve Eiserman's shown that he knows what he's doing. And I think that Derek Lalone has shown, he know that he knows what he's doing. He was a part of this Tampa Bay back-to-back championships. They were in the finals again this year. So I think I'm really excited. I'm excited for a fresh voice, a fresh face. And I think that it's really going to turn this thing around. And he, seems to know exactly, well, think he knows exactly what this team needs. So we'll have to see it put into action. But I'm excited for what he talked about in the presser. And I think it's going to be a fun time for Red Wings fans. And we'll see what he does with bringing in assistant coaches, too.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's where my, I was wondering if there's been anything that you've heard, even though you've been gone, if there's been any inkling. But, of course, it's Iserman and his camp, so yeah, no one's going to know I anything. Do, until yeah, everybody the signs announced.
1: I, I wow. work in the same building as him, but I have no inside information <laughs> at all. You guys know just as much it's, as I do.
2: <laughs> gonna, I'm intrigued how that's – I mean, it's it sounded like he reinforced that Tangay is going to be there. He knows that he yep. was there in Iowa right after he was out. I thought – I was hoping there was some sort of overlap, but when I was looking at when they were in, both in Iowa, it's like right, they butted up against each other. So it seems like that much is in, in stone. So mm-hmm. I'll be intrigued to see how that – plays itself out. I mean, we were all excited at the start of the season last year, like this power play is amazing and so on and so forth, but then things just kind of went,
0: they fell apart. So, yeah,
2: it'll be intriguing to see how they work together, but no, it's, he was very s- simple and the way. I mean, by that is like, he didn't like try to oversell expectations. And I think that was huge when he was going through that press conference, I, I was able to actually, my cousin came in, he was also came down from Michigan. And we watched it as soon as he landed the press conference and we were both like, Oh, I like this already.
1: The one quote I loved from him was when he said, if I didn't see winning in the future, I don't take this job. Right. I don't think that's a lie. I think there would have been other head coaching opportunities for him, whether it, whether it was this year or next year, he may have, you know, gotten an offer from a team that's a little bit further along that could compete a little quicker than Detroit Mm -hmm. could. But I think he genuinely means that he wants to win. He's had a taste of it now. And well, two tastes of it. And he he's, <laughs> had his, um, uh, probably had his heart broken earlier in the month. So, you know, he's, I think he is serious about that. I don't think he would have taken this job if he didn't like what Steve Eisenman was building and what the Red Wings are looking, or working forward to. So, Yeah. Uh,
0: Ryan, for a little update for you, Elliot Friedman had reported on the 3rd of July that the Red Wings okay. have interviewed Ryan Huska from the Calgary Flames for an assistant coach position and Alex Westland for a goalie coach position. And that I know Kevin Weeks before LaLone was hired had said that Jeff Halpern uh, was also possibly interviewing as an assistant coach. Got it. So those are the other names that have been out there. And I I guess Elliot Friedman's is the most recent coaching, I guess, rumbling out there
2: for it. Mm -hmm. Um, That'll be interesting. It it wasn't Halpern and Tangay. Weren't they in the same role? They may have. In Tampa right yeah yeah because I everything I'd, I've kind of taken away from it I mean I know Iserman made it clear he wasn't looking for a defensive-minded coach or this yep. and that but it seems like from what I've understood is Lalone has been in charge of defense more or less and that Halpern and Tangay were kind of the same boats so I'd be feel like that might be kind of a out the window potentially at this point but yeah
1: that has to be the biggest thing right improving team defense yeah Yeah, he said as much um, yeah that has to be the number one thing that they're looking to do so even though he said he didn't want a defensive minded coach or he wasn't looking for a defensive minded coach I think it's a plus and that that helps the situation
0: yeah I think if he really wanted a straight defensive minded coach he would have just hired Barry Trotz because that's the defensive (laughs) coach
3: no, I do have a question for you, Danielle. I know a lot of people kind of talked about like the whole, maybe Sergey Fedorov, maybe Igor Larionov, some of those flashy names. Does it surprise you that Steve went back to the well that, you know, he had so much success with in Tampa? Or do you think it, it would just turn, turned out to be the, the fit other than, you know, just going to Tampa?
1: Well, I, yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely the fit, too. And I don't think Steve Iserman has this mindset that he has to go and take everything that they built in Tampa. I don't think that's it at all. And obviously, you saw, like you mentioned, Barry Trotz, who's decided to take a year off of coaching. And then some of the, the bigger names like John Tortorella, he's signing in Philadelphia. And then Bruce Cassidy signing in Vegas, like those big names. I think they wanted teams that were closer, you know, yeah. they wanted teams that were going to go compete. So I did think that it was going to be a first-time NHL head coach. I thought that was going to be a given. I just think with the, with the candidates that were out there, um and you throw out names like Sergei Fedorov and Igor Larianov. and I mean, hey, would that be cool? Of course <laughs> it would be, but I think Steve Eiserman's going to do what's best for the team right now and maybe that's not the best decision is. And I don't know, maybe he did have conversations with them. I didn't hear anything along those lines. Maybe he did, but I think he knows what he's doing, right? He's proven it time and time again, so we're going to trust him with this uh, yeah. Derek Malone. Huh? People
3: were trying to connect the dots with the, uh, the Mo Cider congratulations oh, video because <laughs> Sergey
2: Fedorov was in it. I may it, or so. may not have put out a tweet that got way you too much You definitely did, him. Ryan.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I was wondering if our social team like knew what they were like, Oh, they it, did it on purpose. they had to <laughs> no way they did it. <laughs> maybe, the,
2: maybe the number 91's getting retired finally. <laughs> See, my problem was I didn't quote tweet it, and it was a standalone tweet. And then it just exploded and people are like, no way, is this happening? And I'm like, Ryan became uh-oh. an insider for like Sometimes three seconds.
1: You regret that tweet for just a minute. You're like, oh, yeah. Gosh,
2: but then it was taking, then the traction that it picked up. I was like, it's too late now. I can't wait yeah, it. So,
1: can't turn back. <laughs>
0: no. So right. the one thing I really like, uh, and then back to Derek Lalone, the one thing I really like is a lot of people were under the assumption that meant because they said, well, A lot of people said Blasio is too, too soft, too friendly to the players, too nice. They need to go get a a red ass coach. They need to go hire someone like a Tortorella or someone that's going to yell at the players. I said, your team is going to be so young that they're not going to respond positively to being yelled at. Now, what I really like what Lalone said is it seems like he's a player's coach and he really stressed that he likes to know the players individually and build individual relationships with them to get them to buy into the team and play for each other. He said the first thing he did was reach out to Dylan Larkin. Of course, Larkin's on vacation, um, but he's reaching out to the players one by one to have a discussion with them. And he even said in his press conference or in one of the videos after, I don't know, Brad Galley tagged me in like 100 videos. It's great. But uh, he said in one of the videos that he, he can get down on a level because today's players don't respond to the way coaches were 10 years ago, 15 years ago. These players like to have the, they, he can be hard when he needs to be, but they know that if you can get with a player on a more personal level and get to know them and work with them, that the today's players will respond more positively to that than being yelled at. So I, I, I kind of knew, I hoped that was the way that Stevie was going to go because our team is going to be so fresh. We've got so many rookies coming in that you can't just have a. A coach like a Tortorella come in who made rubbed a lot of rookies the wrong way in his previous
1: jobs, and Babcock might be an extreme example. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> but I think um, I mean Steve Eisman has experience not only with hiring coaches but playing for different coaches too. And he's played for so many years that I think he probably he thinks about that right. Like when I was young, what did I need? Although it might be a little different now because that was years ago. But I feel like he has that he can still relate on that level too. And I think that is exactly what they needed. And again, this isn't saying that Jeff Blaschel had terrible relationships with the players that maybe it just, it needs a change of pace. Right. And the loan comes in and the first thing he does is want to build those player relationships and put an emphasis on that. And that's a big coaching style for him. So I think it's going to be great. I think that it will make the locker room a little bit closer too, if they weren't already that close. And I just think it's good for the environment, for a team that's trying to build up to something. And they've got a guy who believes in them wholeheartedly.
0: And and he's one, I mean, he's coming from a winning background. He's bringing to this team. Like I had said on the other video, what it takes to win. He knows what it takes to win. And another good quote I saw on Twitter today, and I'm sorry to the person who tweeted, I can't remember who it was. Mm -hmm. Um, Jeff Blaschel and Derek Lalone may have a similar coaching style, but Jeff Blaschel didn't have a John Cooper. Derek right. Lalone had a John Cooper to learn from. So he's going to bring that in with him. And I think that's what's the, one of the most exciting things is he's been to the top. He's won back-to-back cups and made it the final this past season. He knows what it takes for the team to win, to play for each other and to go out every night and and, and push. So I think that's probably the most exciting thing there
2: that point too is he even made the comment how the wings were to play against as the opposing coach so knowing i mean granted yes he was in tampa so does he know the ins and outs of the current roster no but i mean most of the roster could be changing anyways but that was already in place to take that build off it take all those things you mentioned greg of what he knows he knows how to take it to that next level what the grind and the intricate details are going to be to make yourself that much better of a team and a, a better player. And we've seen it everywhere that he's gone and touched on the, the relationship piece. He's trying to bring out, he's in a way, it's almost like he's want, wants to be your little buddy in yep. a way, but he's also going to push you to be better than everyone else in the room to try to make this team better. And they need that. If they don't have it, then we're just going to be right back to where we've been in the last several years. It
0: feels like. Ryan, that's the difference between being a buddy and a best friend. <laughs> A buddy. What's the difference between a buddy and a best friend? I don't know. He best seems friend's going to gonna push you. <laughs> buddy, buddy's just going to let you chill and hang. Best friend's yeah. going to push you. He,
2: he, he yeah. looks like he'd be a good buddy. I don't know.
0: <laughs> now, to me,
3: Lalonde just seems like that type of coach, though, that like he's going to have a different relationship with each player where like mm-hmm. if, you need, if you have a player like myself, when I played hockey, I needed a kick in the ass. So it, I I think every player is different. Some guys you have to coddle and say, hey, you know, everything's going to be good. Just shift after shift, continue to, uh, you know, build upon what you're doing. And some guys, you know, need a little bit of a swift, you know what? Top so love. just, I feel like Lalone's going to be that guy. And, and, and I really like the press conference. I really think he, he, he's going from exactly what Steve Eisenman said. The team has to be tough to play against. And, um, you know, I
2: think, I think it'll be a good addition. I really do. Mm -hmm. that's where the difference it seems like like you mentioned Tortorella and a couple of those guys and how they're they've got the old school technique and they've had to evolve throughout the years especially Tortorella because you either hate him or you love him at this point but like he's a player's coach like I I loved how you mentioned and how he said it himself that he's going to call every player on the roster yeah, to get to know them, wants to reach out to the captains. I'll be intrigued to see if more comes out about. I mean, I'm sure a lot of it won't come out about what the conversations were, but how it was received and what comments he's able to provide, if, if anything. Because, I mean, it's just like this the draft that's coming up. We have all these new things happening, and as fans, we get you know we want to kind of want to know. So, <laughs> no no pressure, Danielle. When you
1: yeah, talk are you it. telling me that I have to ask a few questions <laughs> next time we have like player availability? From uh, yes, actually, okay, that's what got it. New contracts, free agents, all that. I'll make sure, sure. I get on there. Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> What's up. It's Greg here from the grind line podcast with a message from manscaped growing out your playoff beard. Let that thing loose up top. But our friends at manscaped are here to help you avoid a jumbo Joe downstairs. The global leaders in below the waist grooming want to save your hockey pucks from a slap shot in crunch time. This playoff season, 4 million men worldwide trust manscaped to prepare them for the Stanley cup. Join them and go to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code grindline. Shaving your ball starts with the perfect package for your package, the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped. The lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and has a 400K LED spotlight when you need a more precise shave. The Weed Whacker nose and ear hair trimmer is also included in this package which is also waterproof, uses skin-safe technology so you can keep the unnecessary roughness on the ice where it belongs. There is no more pinching, there is no more pulling, there's no more crying because you're ripping out your nose hairs, shaves them clean off with no issues at all whatsoever. The Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant to keep your balls sticking to your legs from end to end. No one will be chirping you anymore. The Crop Reviver is a spray-on toner for your balls. It's made with soothing aloe and witch hazel extracts that will give your balls a moost. Manscaped even threw in their shed travel bag. Amazing bag, super soft, has just enough room for all the tools plus some extras. It's not too big. Uh, My problem is generally that the bags are too small and cannot fit everything. So I end up throwing extra stuff in a backpack. This bag is just the right size. The boys will be buzzing. This Stanley Cup lineup from Manscaped. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code grindline at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code grindline at manscaped.com. Don't be a goon fighting your bush with the wrong trimmer. Choose the right tools for the job this playoff season with Manscaped. So the next thing we want to talk about tonight is the Steve Eiserman presser. Again, Daniela, a lot to catch up on. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I took a quick few notes I have, uh, and I live tweeted the whole thing, which was great. Um, the big things were, we won't know until they hit the floor, whether they will trade up or trade back or stick where they're at. Uh, That was like one of the first questions Iserman was asked is, do you want to trade the number eight pick? Now I would not trade back. I may trade up that might take a lot, but eh, we'll see what happens with the number one pick. The Wings are open to using some cap space by absorbing contracts to free up others. They may get players under market value like Tampa shipped off McDonough because they needed to free up space. Uh, They got back less than uh, what they probably should have simply due to cap restraint. They needed room. Uh, Russian players were more difficult to evaluate, but the situation will not stop them from selecting them if they think they're the best available or fit the need. Steve also said that other teams are probably going in other directions with that, but they are not. Uh, they will not be drafting for need with pick number eight. They will be taking the best player available, which kind of slides into Daniela's draft pick. Uh, no update on contract negotiations with Dylan Larkin. He actually seemed super annoyed that that question was even asked. <laughs> and then he, he says know it was
1: coming though. He had, oh, of course.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and who was it that asked?
1: Wasn't no, it Ansar? Max asked first, and then Ansar followed up with a...
0: With another... A lighter oh question. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, uh, absolutely not. If you want to ask draft questions, go ahead. I'm like, ooh, some yeah. shade from Steve Eisenman. Uh, But he says, also said says he wants to surround guys like Larkin Bertuzzi and Hronik, and he named those three specifically because they are the younger guys that have been here the longest, with talent, and wouldn't be afraid to make a big upgrade like a free agent if the move and cost makes sense, say, three years down the road. When they're ready to compete. Is that player going to make sense in the rebuild? And is the money going to make sense? Uh, he says he's got a lot of money, but as you know, you can spend money really quickly and he doesn't want to get into kind of a bind there. Um, but Daniel, what were your, what was your takeaway from the press conference?
1: I need to learn from Steve Eisenman how to say so much without saying really. With
0: saying nothing at all.
1: It. It's a very, very unique skill. And I, 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 it's great. But we knew that that was what's going to happen, right? I think the, the biggest thing I took away was more on the free agent side of things. Like you said, he did mention Larkin, Bertuzzi. Heronic by name. He mentioned that he he has made calls and he's not going to make any decisions on guys like Mark Stahl or Sam Gagne until he knows ex- he, he, we get closer to the 13th, right? He's got to mm-hmm. get closer to the day to see what's going on. And he's had those conversations with them. But I think it's great to know that they're, they're not going to hold back in free agency if the right deal is there. Like it, it might be time, if this makes sense, like you said, three or four years down the road. Yeah they're going to pull the trigger. And I don't know who that's going to be. I know Andrew Kopp's name has been thrown out there a few times just because, you know, he's the hometown kid. I don't know what type of player they're exactly going to be looking for, but I like knowing that they're not going to be scared to pull the trigger if it's the right deal. You know, like I, I feel like the past few years there, there may have been a different answer to that. Like it has to be a very, very sweet deal to bring in somebody like that. But now we're getting to the point where we might be able to add a few of those players or get the second line center in free agency, but something like, like that could happen. And that's what I liked to hear the most from his press conference, the draft. I still, I'll tell you guys after it happens. <laughs> I, <man. laughs>
0: yeah. I think the big thing is, is, I went back and forth with a few people on Twitter the other day about the possibility of maybe bringing in someone like a Philip Forsberg. And they're like, it's not the right time to bring in Forsberg. Why would you try and do that? Eiserman's not going to spend all that money and bring in a Forsberg. And you look and you say you look at his his interview and he seems like he if, if it fits, it fits.
1: Right. Right. And it has to fit, though. Right. And we'd have to see what that is and what he gets offered or what he what he can give up. I, we'd have to see. But I do think it's good to know he's not scared to consider yeah. the your name.
3: Elliot Friedman said on thirty one or thirty two thoughts, excuse me, <laughs> uh, today that. Philip Forsberg has an offer from Nashville, eight times 8.5. So,
0: I mean, I mean,
3: that's what it would be in Nashville. So, obviously, minus one year because, you know, they can only sign an eight year deal with their current team. So, I mean, it would have to be what, seven years and. Nine million per. I mean, that's probably not worth it for. Yeah, Feld does Horn, that make New sense Davis? for the Red
1: Wings to do for anyone at this point? I mean, I no. say anyone. besides Dylan Larkin, right? Like, like a Dylan Larkin, or if for some reason freaking Connor McDavid wanted to, come yeah, up.
0: let's go. Or maybe you do <laughs> it. Come on, Kenny, <laughs> sweetheart deal.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> I mean, Austin Matthews, two years. Forsberg <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> will be twenty-eight in August, so yeah, you're putting him into age thirty-five season. Yeah. Not bad. I mean depending on how you
0: load the contract.
2: True. Also that, I mean, to me, it's not, I wouldn't be upset with it because you're looking at the next seven seasons. You got to think, and in our best case, like hope or assumption, they're competing in in the next three seasons.
0: Yeah.
2: Is that best case scenario? Probably. I mean, you're hoping maybe they're knocking on the door this next season, but it it just depends on how things end up playing out. But you add a, Person with that type of skill, and you're not making any trades for it. And the cap's probably going to be going up several million mm-hmm. more over the next couple of years. We already know that they're sitting, they're having a record year in revenue this season. So I don't know. I, would I be against it? Not really, because you know what you're getting. You are 100% getting one of the top scorers in hockey, top playmakers in hockey. And on a team that desperately needs to score goals, yes, the defense is still a pain in the. The rear, but I, I wouldn't be against it.
3: Any I might squeeze-ish. make you a playoff team this year.
0: It could. Well, you it, know what yeah. else that's been yeah. kind of connected to the Red Wings is uh, the name of Nazem Kadri, yep. Um and the price that I don't like between eight and ten million and term and term. Where yeah, you're going to have to sign him for a long. So I mean, I'd have a Philip Forsberg over a Kadri. Yeah,
1: yep. This might be the new norm now, though. I mean, you know what I mean? It's it's could just be. It be happening more often. So when the time comes that you think you have the right guy. It's probably what you're going to have to do. And
0: that's kind of what we said about Larkin, too. There were people that him haw back and forth with how much you should pay Dylan Larkin. And I said, I think Larkin makes between eight and a half and nine and a half million on an eight year contract, especially with his new agents and who they represent. So, I'm looking at it and in there, are people are like, if I, I'm not paying Larkin over eight and I'm like, he, he's your number one center. He showed this last season that he can be your number one center. He's reaching elite level. He's hitting the prime of his career. And if you give him eight years, you're taking him into his early thirties. I mean, and that's if
1: really think he's a number two center and we end up with a center better than Dylan Larkin. Then that's great too. Like Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: <laughs> absolutely. But it's like you're you're afraid to pay guys $9 million when they're in year five. You're going to – a player of his caliber is going to be making 12. Right. You so, know what it is
2: at this point, though, I think? We're shell-shocked, and we have PTSD from the Ken Holland contract. Oh,
0: yeah. Franz Nielsen gave us all PTSD. I, I think that's where we're at now
2: because we – I know, granted, the
0: cap was lower, but the contracts that we're still
2: accustomed to is a Nielsen Weiss, Adelcater, yeah. Erickson. Still, we got the Kaiser's finally falling off. Um, but like those ones that we, it seemed like maybe a good idea, but we realized no, they're awful. We're paying all this money, and it's hurt the rest of the team more or less. Yeah, you handicap so your team. I think that's still a big issue. That's why a lot of people are so afraid of spending money on a player that's actually you know gonna bring you joy.
3: Yeah. You got to be careful. You can make a lot of mistakes on July. Well, not July 1 this year, but you know, <laughs> in like the 13th, more years, July the 13th 1 this
0: year. Yeah, the I mean, look, year. At,
3: look, look at the John Tavares contract. Oh,
0: no. The Maple Leafs would not. love to get rid of that contract, but no one's taken that contract. Yeah, mm. they gave him the come home John Tavares deal yeah. of like $11 million, which. I hope they, he, they put up that picture of him sleeping in his Maple Leafs pajamas up in the locker room or something, but it's, <laughs> I, and that's, that's one that you look at and the rest of the teams in the league look at that and they go, okay, we need to take a step. Those are the contracts that make other teams take a step back mm-hmm. so that they go, we can't do this. We would love this person. The money they're asking for is ridiculous. We can't do it. So, uh, but yeah, it's all the 13th. Is it the 13th this season free agency? Yeah. yeah. So we got the draft yeah. on Thursday. And then free agency next week. So I'm going to be very busy.
1: Development <laughs> thing will be happening next week too. So it'll be in the midst of all of that. So there's oh. a lot going on next week. Get ready. Ah, oh, great.
0: Short cool. off
2: season. <laughs> yeah. A lot of video content.
3: Hopefully the month of
1: August is quiet, right? Hopefully that will just be a smooth month for us. No,
2: we might have coach hirings and all that. Steve
0: going on. Steve Iserman. We
1: we'll have something,
0: but. There's going to be yeah. nothing smooth about the Steve <laughs> Iserman off season. Because again. Be a, a 2 a.m. trade. Yeah, nothing happens, and you think you're free to do things, and then you do something, and everything happens. Yeah. We just
2: need to know whenever you're going to be like, just need an ominous tweet that you're going on vacation, so we know when to really pay attention.
1: Yes, I will definitely do that. I, I should have. I knew it. One day, <laughs> one freaking day, I knew it.
0: So before we move on to the last section of the night, I just need to read a quick message from our sponsor, DraftKings. The NHL season has been packed with dirty dangles, hat tricks, and big wins. As the action rolls on, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has your shot to win big two. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right, a bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests, and DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NHL team, and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NHL. 21 or older, restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Kind of what we want to round tonight off on is, like I said, Eiserman did say they will not be drafting for need with pick number eight. They will be taking best player available. And to me, that doesn't mean as much because where we're picking there are a handful of players who are in the same tier who have the same talent level and probably the same ceiling and same floor and they have different positions so it's fine but daniela you you wanted to kind of stir the pot on twitter (laughs) today but i'm here Uh,
1: who
0: who (laughs) is your pick at number eight
1: i have jonathan lecker maki going to the red wings at eight and i do have to say first of all that um Bob McKenzie's list came out after mine, so I think he took some notes off my list. Actually, <laughs> no, I I actually I went with him because I think genuinely he's going to be the best player available, goal scoring wise. He's a great two way forward, and I got reamed because the Red Wings need to take a center at that eight spot, and I know that you're on that train too. Where you said what Savoy or Lambert at Savoy that.
0: or Lambert and or Nazar?
1: Okay, I have to I, genuine. Question yeah. Does the size of Nazar and Savoy scare you at all? Because it
2: kind mm-hmm. of freaks, it. At it, center, it would
1: a little not, bit. Yeah, me too. No, it because of Braden me. Point. But he was taken in the second round. That's like, you, he wasn't taken eighth overall.
0: But True. the size to me, I'm just going by a similar player I, profile. I, the size doesn't risk, scare me as much.
1: You risk your eighth overall pick, whereas as Steve Eiserman drafted Braden Point, but he said, oh, it's a second. Not that your second round pick is invaluable, but you know what I mean. When you did. Later into the draft, you say, okay, I'm gonna take a risk on this guy. So mm-hmm. that was part of my thought process there too. Would I be upset if either of them got drafted? No, I wouldn't be upset if the name that Steve calls, we've never heard of hence Murat Seider. Yeah, exactly. That, you know what I mean? Like I'm not going to be upset no matter what that draft pick is. I just think at that spot, you're going to go best player available. And the way my board fell, that was Lekker
0: Yeah. uh Leckermake is again, Swedish connection there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, he's real young. He is still 17 until the 24th of July. He's he? five foot 11, 172 pounds. The other people that have him ranked at eight besides Bob McKenzie and Daniela are ISS hockey recruit scouting and the puck authority. He is the number six by NHL central, uh, central scouting for European skaters. The lowest he is ranked is 18 by elite prospects. Let's see. where's he at uh,
2: with our favorite bold analysts?
0: Uh, Tony, I didn't ask Tony about, uh, Lekoramaki. I think I brought it up. Um, but he was also stuck on center.
1: He said the same thing to us. He said that it would, he liked even Yoakum Kamel too, that he liked both of them in Lekoramaki and Kamel, but he thinks it has to be a center.
0: So last season with, uh, Jurgarden in the J20 national, he played 26 games with 20 goals and 15 assists for 35 points with Jurgarden in the SHL. He played 26 games with seven goals and two assists for nine points. He did play international play in the under eighteen all tournament. He had twelve games with eleven goals, ten assists for twenty one points. Um, I, like you said, he's he's a goal scorer. He is a two way player. Again, he's under six feet tall. He's 5'11", 172. seventy two. Five
1: eleven on the wing. He's five eleven on the wing. Yes. At center
0: <laughs> Frank Nazar would be 5'10", 185, I think at center. Uh, But as we know, with Elmer Soderbloom, the behemoth players (laughs) do grow after their draft year, because I think he grew what, like four inches after, which is absolutely insane. After his draft year,
1: I do forget how young they are sometimes (laughs) that they might still have a growth spurt at home.
0: (laughs) And and again, okay. So that's young. I don't think I grew any more after age 16. I think like that's when I hit my height. I'm not sure I grew any taller after that. If you're looking at a center though, Brad Lambert, 6 mm-hmm. foot
1: 183.
0: Yep. And and the reason I think I say if you can get Brad Lambert there or even if if some people think Brad Lambert's going to fall as far as they think he is and you can get him with your first pick in the second round, I I have very strong Lucas Raymond vibes out of Brad Lambert. Because of the situation he was put in initially, he moved to the Pelicans and Tony even said that Pelicans team was not good. And you could, Tony said, you could see him get nine minutes a night, but they were on four different lines with a bunch of different people. And there was just no consistency to, to his situation.
1: My center, if I was going to, when I did that, which was a couple of weeks ago, mind you, this, the mock draft that I put out, I taped a couple of weeks ago and decided on a few weeks ago, but I was debating Marco Casper too. He's plays in the men's league you know, yes. and, and he's bigger. I think six, one or six, two, okay, I'd have to look that up. Yeah, six two one eighty seven according to uh, elite prospects. So, so he, he
2: plays with Wallander, right?
1: Yes, in yeah. Robo, yeah. Um, so, and Mo Sider played over there, too, so they like that mm-hmm. program. That was who my mind was going towards if they were going center at 8. But, again,
0: I, that, that's up. all yep, I feel mean about it, it. I'm like, I might <laughs> as well just grab
1: a dartboard, pick a few names, and throw it and see what happens.
0: Yeah. You're going to Iserman will go up there and call someone who like there should have been, he should have been taken in the fourth round. And then he'll just be like the number one prospect for the rest of the time. He'll be the next Calder winner. I was just
1: going to say next year's Calder winner. Right, maybe he's got, he's going to
0: go for that run of three straight Calder no- nominees here. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I mean, I like Laker game. I've watched tape on him. He's a good skater. Like you said, he's good defensively. And I think that's one of the big things is Iserman's going to want to build up those defensive forwards. Also because mm-hmm. as you can see, um, a lot of the times we were a sieve and it is not great to be. Um, hence the Lalone hire, who's who's good at, at defense. So uh, getting, uh, of course, getting Mo Sider a partner, a good partner is going to help. But also drafting and developing those bigger forwards and bigger players in general, which is what Iserman's been doing, to lock down the puck, to play keep away, to do puck retrieval, just to not have so many chances against, I think is one thing that Leckeramaki could help with eventually.
1: So if we if we're looking at the centers too, and we talked a little bit that Steve Eiserman said decisions would be made about trading a pick on the mm-hmm. floor on Thursday in Montreal. Yeah if um Slikovsky does go mm-hmm. number one, is there a chance there's always the scenario that they trade up. Do they like Shane Wright that much? Do they like Logan Cooley? Yeah,
0: yeah. that's the other like, one.
1: Do, do they you don't like Cutter Gauthier, but he's up in that list too of centers sure. that might go. Bless his heart. He's up there
0: start. at five right here on Bob McKenzie's <laughs> list. I, I agree. So if Slavkovsky goes number one, I think you really have to, you, first you have to immediately get on the phone with New Jersey and say, what is it going to take? Right. And I said, if New Jersey says, now I don't know what you guys think. If New Jersey says, okay, give us eight, give us Tyler Bertuzzi, and give us one of your second round picks. Do you make that trade? I'm and just going to take two firsts. I, I also would think it would the take Anti- two Robert firsts. Doozy. Yep. You th- then that's, that's a no. Yeah. But
2: I- maybe you can get away with just picks and you can load a first and a second and a, and a future first. then maybe it's like maybe two years from now first. Because, you know, the Eisenman voodoo. I, then it might work, but it's going to have to be heavy. I don't think going from two to
3: eight would require a first and another first. I think it would be maybe a first and two seconds in Bertuzzi. And that I think would be a little bit more palatable than two firsts, like two firsts in Bertuzzi. No way.
0: Yeah, no,
1: but I mean, Jersey is closer. I'm a big Bertuzzi fan. I know, but it's, this is is what it's going to take. I know. I know. It's a, yeah. My thing with Tyler Bertuzzi
0: And again, as soon as you say anything negative, people yell at you. Tyler Bertuzzi is a great player. Phenomenal. Um, I look at his play style, the style of his play similar to a Brad Marchand. Brad Marchand just needed to have pretty extensive knee surgery. So it's the players uh, that play like that. The longevity of their really, really good playing years, I don't feel is that long. So I think if you had to move a Bertuzzi to in a deal like that, to move up and take Shane Wright, who I would fully expect Shane Wright to eventually be your number one center, because that's the kind of profile he has. And right now he would one a one B with Dylan Larkin. And I think Wright could play, come in and play next season. No the problem. One
1: thing I would say that people don't tend to think about as much with Tyler Bertuzzi is his locker room presence they yeah. would miss him. He is a huge locker room guy. He's one of Dylan Larkin's best friends. He's
0: And Larkin you know, already Robbie, lost Mantha.
1: Right. He's one of Robbie yeah. Fabry's best friends. And even when, you know, he couldn't go to Canada this year, right? Because yep. he wasn't vaccinated. So they would talk about how much they miss him, not only on the ice, but in the locker room. He's the guy that's laughing and joking all the time. He He brings that mood up. And I'm sure that Steve Eiserman is aware of that and mm. not that it would be his decision maker, but it's just yeah. something to think about when you're, you're pulling a player like that away from the team.
3: The one thing I look at too, is a lot of people say now, like, especially like you watch the playoffs, you still need a physical presence. You can't have a bunch of guys, like young kids out there that aren't physical. I mean, just look at Toronto. Toronto has a very fast team. A lot of young guys, and not a lot of bite to them. And the guys that do have bite to them are really a lot kind of, at, you know, the back nine of their career. And so, you know, a lot of people say that the Leafs need to go out there and get a Tyler Bertuzzi like player or a Tom Wilson type player. You don't want to put yourself in that situation, you know, four or five years down the line where you already had one of those players and you traded them away. But
0: and I, that's I why I'm on the Carter Mazer train, because I think Carter Mazer could be the next Tyler Bertuzzi. Okay with the, the kind of game that he plays with, he, he has found a, a pretty good scoring touch this past season. And for lack of a better term, he goes in like he's the shit disturber of, of the team. To quote Ken Daniels in the, <laughs> to quote Ken Daniels in Unrivaled, he's a shit disturber. And <laughs> it's, I think that's kind of, if you were worried about trading Bertuzzi and losing that kind of toughness, I think that recently Iserman has drafted for what could be considered toughness. Mm-hmm. Big guys, big bodies. You look at, especially on defense coming up, you've got Edvinson who is extremely large. You've got William Wallander who's extremely large. You've got Soderbloom coming in to play a mid-six role who's huge. So, I mean, you're a team of giants. And even in goal, he's got, and I mean, yeah. Kosa. If you look at Kosa like, standing with his team, He's like head and shoulders above everyone else.
1: When I walked past him at training camp last year, I was like, I just, sta- it was like, I was walking <laughs> at him and uh, one of the coaches walks by and goes, he's big, isn't he? I was like, yeah, what the heck? That was like double my size. <laughs> well, that's
0: because when you get down to that butterfly, you got to take up like 80% of the net, right? You got to get a tick this year with
2: Edmondson, Sider and bloom.
0: Okay. I yeah, do you do like a lineup tallest to <laughs> have them lineup tallest, yeah. the shortest, and it's like you still <laughs> put someone else next. to them. Robbie Fabry's not that tall, I don't think. Just stick Fabs in put and, me on the
1: end, and it'll just <laughs> it'll be comical.
0: <laughs> yeah, but that's the way the league is going. I mean, people people had said that Colorado and I laughed at people after they had won. Colorado wasn't tough enough to win the cup. They said they don't have the toughness to win. I said no, but they will outskill you literally every night. And they have a Kale McCarr. I mean, that's... They also that's weren't afraid to hit fine. you. Exactly. But,
2: but because of that, they do... I mean, you look at their roster, they're big boys. Sure, you know? they're big. And you have, like... Oh, well, granted, it helped who they did bring in, because, I mean, I, I would say that Helm had a hell of a season with them. Nazem Kadri, another guy, oh, had a career Man's season. But as as you said, shit disturbers. You have Eric yeah. Johnson, have the Johnson & Johnson on the back end. They weren't afraid to go out there and cause some things cause issues. Taves was a big, big body on the back end. Like they were out there to put a body on, even though it didn't seem like they were going to, but on top of it, they're going to take the puck from you and they're going up the other ice before you can even blink.
0: Yeah. It's the delicate balance. Yeah. It's the balance of skill and the balance of toughness. And that's again, what's being built here is that Mm -hmm. balance of skill and that balance of big body. That's in the end, you're going to build a team that's not going to give anything up. And you're building the team for again from the draft. So you're building it for the long run. You're building hopefully the next dynasty, hopefully the next back-to-back Stanley cup winner and that. Yeah. And that's, what's exciting because, and that's why you look at the draft in, in my quote the other day, I get, I sometimes go into the Woodward sports chat on YouTube. Uh, when Darren's on just to talk to people, you have to trust Steve Eisenman until he gives you a reason not to. Yeah. And He has built up such a back catalog of trust that I, again, he could walk up there and say a name that no one's ever heard of. And I'm going to say, okay. And you guarantee this time on Thursday, when I am there at the draft party, it's not going to be a bunch of dumbfounded looks like when they, when we were there and they picked cider and we had to wait until we saw ourselves on camera to cheer. Everyone's just going to cheer because it's a Steve Iserman pick. That's why.
1: That's why it's a, I mean, it's part of our job and we love to do it right. Speculating what's going to happen or talk about different scenarios, but in the end, we're all going to accept it. Like you said, until we're proven wrong, right? Or he mm-hmm. goes yeah. that makes us not believe that it's going to work, but everything has worked very well so far,
0: so far, so far, so good. And I'm actually like Costa is the next big thing. I'm excited to see what they do with him next season because they could send yes. him to junior. They could bring him to grand Rapids. I wouldn't put him in Toledo there is the option to maybe send them over to the SHL. So there's a bunch of different stuff, a bunch of different directions they could do. And that's why you say, well, maybe there won't be so much... To do in August, but there's going to be a lot of prospect I just decisions. It,
1: by the way, so be prepared for a very busy August. <laughs> a
0: busy August. Thanks. That's what we need. No downtime. That's what you don't get. You get zero downtime with right. Steve Eiserman because there's always decisions to be made. This could be a
2: wonderful year for those in Grand Rapids. I mean, we kind oh, of said yeah. that last year, but then we got cider and Raymond, so they were like, "You guys suck." But uh, Brandon, Jen, and the group out there, they they could be in for a hell of a day, a hell of a a hell of a season.
0: Yeah, they were excited because uh, before last season, they're like, we're going to get Mo, we might get Mo back for season." I-, I told them there was no way. And then they're like, well, at least we'll have Raymond. <laughs> I go, I don't know, look at his preseason. There's about an 80% chance yeah. you won't have Raymond. And then they didn't. But I think this season, I don't see Soderblom starting on. with Detroit. So he should be in Grand Rapids. You'll see, I think Emil Vero will come over uh, and uh, Albert Johansson. So they're going to have a really good defense over in Grand Rapids. And if Edvinson doesn't start the season in Detroit, he would go to Grand Rapids, but I almost think he's a lock too. So, so yeah, there's going to be a lot of exciting times for the Grand Rapids fans which will make me drive out to Grand Rapids and watch a game. So
1: I need to go. I haven't been in so long. I need to get out there. So maybe, maybe we make a team trip out to, to Grand Rapids. one
0: Yes, because Keith, so we talked to a bunch of people out there that follow the team. Um, they had given us the idea to do a live show from Grand Rapids And get set up in in the concourse, do a live show, get people on. So we should definitely uh, plan a trip out there to Grand Rapids to see a show. But I want to get your guys' final thoughts before we sign off. Daniela, anything you want to make people aware of what's happening?
1: Uh, Well, the draft party you mentioned, that's on Thursday. I will be there along with Art Regner and Ken Kell. We'll have some alumni with us. Carly will be in Montreal, so we'll have... um, Nice. Look at her. I know. I know um, <laughs> she's going to be there. She'll talk to our picks for us. So that will come um, awesome. back after that. It'll, it'll be fun. We're streaming from six 30 to seven leading up to the draft. So we'll have a pre-draft stream there. And then following the draft, we're going to do our annual Chris Draper sit down for the word on Woodward. So he'll, we're going to take that on Sunday that should be out sometime next week too so a lot coming up it's a busy time and then development camp don't have a set schedule for it yet but we will be bringing you some content from development camp so cool awesome yeah on the lookout
0: yeah I need to see if I can get a hold of Chris Draper I sold Chris Draper a cell phone about eight years ago so um, I've well, talked he told to me
1: my- oh I forgot to say this he told me I could say this um I had to talk to him I, I talked to him last week actually <laughs> and uh he goes so I saw your mock draft and I was like oh yeah what'd you think? And he goes, let's say I heard it, but there's no way I'm listening to you. And I was like, can I let everyone know that at least you heard it? Like you saw my mantra. It went into my
0: ears and my yeah. head, but it oh, in God. no way affected my decision. Right. <laughs> so got it. Like Maki off the board at number okay, eight. No. <laughs> yeah.
1: no, that that's impossible now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, uh, yeah, I will be there on Thursday. Me, Ryan has a commitment and Tyler doesn't live here. So I will be there on Thursday. We, I will be with Jake Rivard from uh, Wingy at Motown and Adriana from Unsung Octopi. We are going to be at Harry's at five, I think. And then at six, we are heading over to the arena. Um, so I will be there. I will have pockets full of stickers to give people. Uh, I, I could can't. There's like no bags now allowed. You're not allowed to bring in any bags. You're barely allowed to wear pants, I think. <laughs> so yeah. Just tape it to yourself. Leggings cargo only. shorts,
1: <laughs> leggings only from now
0: on. <laughs> cargo shorts. I'm wearing cargo shorts with pockets full of stickers because last time I tried to bring just t-shirts. wear all of the shirts <laughs> and take them oh. off one by one to give to people. Put them all on. It'll be it too be a steamy <laughs> day. Yeah, gonna know it's gonna be real bad. <laughs> um, but yes, it is also Sports Jim's birthday on that day. So he's apparently bringing a surprise for me. Why he's bringing me a surprise on his birthday? No idea. Uh, uh, but we will be there on Thursday. Oh, I will be there. Oh, now I'm. S- yeah, now you're sad, huh? Ryan, final thoughts. Draft
2: time. I'm gonna go short and sweet because my computer keeps locking up for some reason. So, Artie Ryan, 33. <laughs> Tyler, final thoughts. They appreciate uh, you coming on again, uh, Daniela. It's <laughs> always, huh? Always great. Go ahead, Tyler. Final Good. thoughts. Yeah. Final thoughts. No,
3: I'm just excited for the draft. I will be watching the draft at my friend's house who is a Bruins fan. His dad also a Bruins fan. So uh, happier times for us. Not so happy times for them uh, right now. So I'm, I'm happy that, all the crap that they've given me over the last 10 years, uh, it's going to start to come to fruition. So really happy about that. Um, obviously, Daniela, thanks for coming on. It's always a pleasure. Definitely looking forward to the draft and free agency and
0: everything else. And you can follow me on Twitter at seal 91. Again, I will piggyback everyone else and also thank Daniela for coming on uh, yeah. because Daniela is always extremely, extremely gracious with her time and uh, super knowledgeable. And we love having you on. Uh, every time you come on and talking to you on Twitter, because you actually talk to people on Twitter so,
1: I Love chatting on Twitter. I it's don't know if that's best. a good or a bad thing, but I do. <laughs>
0: no, it's the best. Again, we are going to have, uh, and I don't think I announced this on even Twitter yet. We're going to be doing a little collaboration with bring hockey back. We're going, we're picking an organization right now to donate proceeds from a shirt design to, I think we're doing either uh, trust. I think it's going to say trust the Izer plan. And it's Ooh. going to have uh 71, 23, and 53 on it. So uh, that it's a sweet design. We're down to a f- couple different options right now, and that'll be going up in proceeds. We'll go to charity. So check that out. If you also go to bring hockey back and use the promo code grindline, you get 12% off your order. Um, we also like to give a shout out to the hockey podcast network for hosting us at Hockey Podnet on Twitter. You can go check it out, they do podcasts for all the different teams. We also give a shout out to Vintage Detroit which is the best place to get your Detroit jerseys from. They're having some stock issues right now, but they should be in stock pretty soon. Um, they're as close to on ice authentic as you're going to get. Again, if you use the promo code grindline at Manscape.com, you'll get 20% off your order with free shipping. And if you use that same promo code at uh, Howie's Hockey Tape, you'll get 10% off and go to redbubble.com and search the grindline to check out our merch and sub to us on YouTube. We've been getting a lot more YouTube subs and I'm going to keep putting content out there because if I do like early news content, it gets a ton of views and a really good discussion on there too. So go to our YouTube channel and subscribe there. But that is going to do it for us tonight. Again, thank you, Daniela. For Ryan and Tyler, I am Greg. You stay classy, Hockey